Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. I've only recently received a text from the White Flash informing us that he is running up the stairs. Are the elevators broken? I, I'm i calling bluff. I don't think he's running up the stairs. They were working fine last I said. He, he may be ascending the stairs. Yes, yes. Well, we'll question him closely live from Studio C, Senor. Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Entormation Complex, this is the Armstrong and Getty Show for this Tuesday the 9th of March, the year of our Lord, 2021. This morning, under the tutelage of Honorary General Manager, Crisis at the Border. Putting aside the idiotic argument over whether it's a crisis, a situation, a challenge, a conundrum, a cluster, blank, or what, there are serious doings on the border. The one plucky white man has broken through the border of the radio ranch and is at his microphone. Stand by, everybody. Hello. Um. <laughs> Hello to you. I got that thing somewhere. Revenge Nighttime Sleeping, remember that we did? Uh, what was that thing called? Procrastination oh, yeah. Revenge Bed- Revenge Time Lusting. Revenge Bedtime Procrastination. It was a phenomenon sweeping the nation. Staying up a little later just to take revenge on everything that kept you from having fun today. Which, of course, is anti-productive. Certainly. Yeah, yeah, you don't actually, then you're tired the next day, and then you take try to take out more revenge on the world, on God, on, on clocks, <laughs> on time. I don't know. On the reality that you have built yourself. <laughs> exactly. Mm. Um, I just heard CBS News refer to the border you're just talking about as a crisis, so the White House can say it's not a crisis, but you can't make CBS News and others say it's not a crisis, I guess. I don't know what else you'd call it when you've got the biggest number of people hanging around the border, sneaking across, in detention, uh, being bussed across America with or without COVID. I don't know what else we'd, you'd call it if you were going to call it a crisis. Well, the DHS has announced we are completely overwhelmed. We're calling for volunteers. Help us, please. Help us. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they handle this situation and uh, what the public opinion ends up being on it. Um the idea of putting people on buses and sending them just out into the country somewhere, that's just amazing to me. How many Who Americans would approve of that? I don't I, think that's a good idea. Oh, it's got to be very low. It's got to be very low. And, and, and uh, you know, good job for the left of building this narrative all these years of, you know, uh, the, what it says at the bottom of the Statue of Liberty and we're a nation of immigrants and all these ridiculous to my mind, sappy and stupid things that people say, because it seems to have won the day. They're the greeting card arguments. Yeah, the greeting card arguments. There you yeah. go. The greeting card arguments. Why we are held to a different standard than anyone else in the world by far, when we're already the leader in the world in terms of allowing people in and compassion for all this sort of stuff. We're already allowing more people in than anywhere else in the world. But still, that's not enough. You just got to let randoms with COVID and put them on a bus and send them anywhere, regardless of who they are and what's, what they can bring to the to country. And just how amazing. likely they are to show up for their hearing. Unlikely, by the way. Where's that come from? 
You know, is it, is it, is the border thing one of the real early big examples of the performative politics where it was just about throwing around jazzy slogans and big statements and greeting card rhetoric and the rest of it and just ignoring the reality of it? I think the border one, immigration, since we've been talking about it for decades now, yeesh, um, I think it's the, it's, it's its own thing in that both parties have so much interest in it continuing for their own reasons. Right. I think it's just its own unique thing it's an engine of contributions and voter turnout and engagement for both sides and cheap labor right right the democrats continue to count on hispanics becoming democrats the uh, fat cats on wall street love the cheap labor yeah all your hotels and restaurants and farm workers all across america cheap labor hotels they they start to uh you know become uh, assimilate into the country and become citizens and that sort of stuff and expect to make more money you let some more illegals come in and uh and you can uh, pay them uh, less because they're desperate for work and undermine the wages of the the previous generation it's actually a fairly racist idea of way to run a country but uh well, I remember a long time ago when this was really big under, was it when W was trying to get a hold of the border or maybe when Obama opened it up? Uh, I used to say, we are importing a brown underclass to do the work we don't want to do, even as uh, American unemployment levels were quite high at that point. What could be more racist than that? Well, unemployment levels are incredibly high right now, but we're going to import more poor people. Right. Why? Could somebody answer that question? To turn them into Democrats and put them to work for no wages. I don't know. Um, well, we got other stuff that's not there. There are new Mars pictures out. That's kind of exciting. Is Panda Express a cult? The world is... No. The world... <laughs> but it might be. The, but it isn't. But the, it could be. The world is roiling for a second day over the Oprah Royals interview. Roiling over Royals. Was that intentional? No. Uh, we now have more idea who got paid what and how that whole thing works. It's kind of Pepe Le Pew has been banned for being completely unentertaining and rapey. <laughs> oh, the few times I've found myself in agreement with that side of the argument. The Harvey Weinstein of Looney Tunes characters. Yes. Um, all that on the way. You know, it's teamwork that makes the dream work. That's why we introduce everybody. And squad, there's our uh, technical director, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Uh, pretty good, Jack. I noticed that today you texted us and said you're going to be running up the stairs. That's yes, correct. At, is this going to be a trend? Are you going to get back into physical fitness? I, I just noticed that it leaves me breathing hard. So unless I'm going to allow a good mm, hour cool down for a man of my condition, <laughs> um, it's probably not the best idea. Oh, okay. I thought maybe this was going to be, you know, I'm starting today. I'm a new man. I'm going to get into shape. <laughs> I have gone through the whole, I'm starting today. I'm a new man with so many different things in my life. I, 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 I don't think I can play that card anymore, even in, for my own psyche. Thought maybe your two slices of cake performance at your son's yeah. birthday might have uh, inspired you to. You how, how about you? Can you play the I'm a new man, today's a new day, this is where I start card at this point in your life? I just can't. Like the I'm going to learn to speak Spanish, or I'm going to take up the violin, or I'm going to start exercising, or uh, my sock drawer is going to be organized from here on out. At some yeah. point, you just have to. It's 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 less. Uh, all right, here we go. I'm a new man. This is a new chapter, and, and more. <laughs> this is a new chapter. <laughs> I'm going to give this a try and see how it goes. So you've given up? Yes, yes. That's a that's a it's a kind of a stark, harsh way to put it. But given up is a proper. You know, it's a good shorthand. Acceptance is another yes, way to put there it. There you go. Yes. That's more Buddha-like, more Gandhi-like than sure. given up. Exactly. I am practicing acceptance. Right. 
I haven't I'm... just given up on my faults and decided this is what I am. <laughs> there is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing quite well, although I'm worried that there's a frame job, a setup. Somebody, uh, somebody's stuck in a jackpot. I, I, it is. I have very uh, reliable sources that assure me uh, Major is a good boy. And uh, Major was sent back away from the White House, showing signs of aggression. Apparently, may may have bit a security member at the White House. Dogs no longer at the White House. Sent back to where was it? Wilmington, I guess. One of Biden's German shepherds attacked a security guard or a Secret look, Service. Look guy. at the bias language. Chewed we, his hand clear off. Out what happened? Guys, now got a stump. <laughs> there, I, I was actually I prepared this for later in the show, but I'll unleash it now. You got AOC running the House and a dog running the White House. This is the Biden administration. You unleashed it. Was that on purpose? Nah. Um, hey, Biden, you can't bring in a completely untrained dog to the White House and just let it run. What? My dog did what? (laughs) He's a good boy. He's not a good boy, Mr. President. He chewed the Secret Service guy's hand off. I apologize for that. The secret what? Who's got a secret? Tell me. All right, Mr. President. Time for your nappy. (laughs) That is not a charitable view. The current uh, situation with the commander in chief, purely oh, for the man. purposes of humor. More on dog, all malarkey. More on dog, dog gate and other uh, controversies on the way. I'm He's Jack a good Ar- boy. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, it is how did it get to be Tuesday already? March the ninth, the year twenty twenty one. Where Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Oh, that reminds me. I've got to retell my uh, he's such a good dog story that a buddy of mine. <laughs> it just it was crazy. All right, let's begin the show now. Officially according to FCC rules, regulations, sit, stay, lay down, add Mark. NBC News confirming tonight's New York Times reporting that the number of detained unaccompanied migrant children has indeed tripled in these last two weeks to over 3,200. Reaping, sowing, etc. You announce we're open for business, this is what you get. They're going to have to do some things that they didn't want to do because there's not going to be any other choice. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have to figure out how to word it, I guess. Right. Much like opening the uh, the, the same facilities Trump used was uh, spun completely differently. Yes, they will find different ways to express that. Uh, yeah, we're not gonna, uh, we're not gonna just take in tens of thousands and turn them loose anymore. We're gonna ask them to stay in Mexico while their applications are being processed, for instance, which is perfectly reasonable. So the House takes up the two trillion dollar COVID relief package today. Um, that's expected to go pretty fast, then Biden's gonna sign it. Still not enough discussion about what's in the dang thing. It's too little too late, but we have more on that front because it's just astounding. Remaking of society in a number of different ways is considered COVID relief. If you don't stay tuned, you're a bad American. Wow. That's pretty good. Mm. I like that. Mm. You got AOC in charge of the house. And oh, I did that <laughs> she one already. Got him. She got them real tries. Oh, yeah, she got them. How's mailbag look? Oh, it's very nice. A little wit, little wisdom. Our text line is 415 295 KFTC. The Armstrong and Getty 
So the Guardian, which is a British newspaper, calls this the biggest crisis for the royal family in 85 years. Huh. What? Really? Okay. Who cares? Mailbag. Some of our listeners care deeply, as we're about to find out. Okay. Uh, I have decided to go back to George Washington Carver to wrap up our uh, series of freedom-loving quotes of the day. I love this one. This is less about patriotism or anything like that than just wisdom. How far you go in life depends on being tender with the young, compassionate with the aged, sympathetic with the striving, and tolerant of the weak and strong. Because someday in your life, you will have been all of these. Hmm. Hmm. A wise man. Boy, that's a good one right there. That's pretty good. I might be thinking about that all day. Yeah, I know it. Uh, Moving along to the correspondence proper from uh, Pamela, why not make fun of the Prince of Monaco? Oh, that's right, because you make more money from mocking British royalty, you lazy slobs. What? Um, we got to reach out to our agent. I'm totally unaware of any uh, policy, written or unwritten, uh, that makes us more or less money. (laughs) Based on which prince we're mocking. Why are we but supposed if to make... the prince of Monaco will bring us profit, mocking him, bring what, it on. What did the prince of Monaco do that would be... I don't have the slightest idea. Okay. If he wants to get mocked, get interviewed by Oprah. Yeah, if Oprah interviews the prince of Monaco, we might talk about it. I don't know. And then we'll see how much money we make. Depends on what's going on. Get back to Pamela. <laughs> we'll report back. Uh, let's see. The royal family. One of the few reasons I'm not disdained. Full rights, uh, Jason. When I think of the royal family, I think of, among other things, the common law, a gloriously reasonable application of legal principles created and adopted by ancient English courts to everyday common man issues. To this day, even the state of Cal Unicornia has on its books a statute which states that the common law of England, so far as it is not repugnant to or inconsistent with the Constitution of the United States, blah, 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 is the rule of decision in all courts of this state. That is interesting, and I remember learning it in the one law class I took in college. But what does that got to do with me paying attention to Princess Diana? tabloid stuff yeah well and i don't actually know the history of english common law as well as i probably ought to but i'd imagine it was passed over the uh, resistance of the king not by the king no but i didn't get the connection there well the the british uh, royal family was part of the whole english common law which is the basis and of that's Western why i should watch oprah interview tv stars i mean that, yes that's... okay Clearly, what do you what do you not get about this? Uh, let's see, Jack Joe Barry from Thailand, uh, proudly faggoty, friend of Armstrong and Getty over ten years. Uh, we actually I, I touched on this late in the show, but I thought it was really good. So help me out, please. I read where efforts are being made to close the gender gap regarding STEM studies. Apparently, fewer females are involved in this. But I'm also reading that gender is fluid and pronouns should be eliminated. There's no such thing as a man and a woman. Can we clear this up, please? Uh, yeah, well, that's one of the reasons a lot of feminists are aghast. They're not down with the crazy intersectional, um, uh, what's the term, uh, critical uh, theory thing. Because they're trying to deny that there is such a thing as a man and a woman or a woman. I actually had somebody bring this up to me in real life yesterday on the confusion of <clears throat> things like that, the fact that it was Nas- International Woman's Day or something like that, and at the same time that, you know, we're not supposed to recognize uh, gender. It's a Please social construct, man. Please do not man. use gendered language to it's hard to sir, address everyone. Sir, sir, breathless Bill, it's a little hard to discuss this without using gendered language. To... to <laughs> anyway. 
Uh, how about this in a similar vein? Robert writes, guys, how long do you suppose it is until I'm gay is the new I don't see skin color? I'll let you noodle that through for a second. You'll say I'm gay and they'll say everyone's gender fluid and can be anything they want. You, there's no gay. There's no straight. There's no bisexual. There's oh, just okay. pan gender fluidity or something. I don't know. They're trying to erase reality and history and culture. James Lindsay actually wrote some fairly persuasive stuff that that's why they're getting rid of Dr. Seuss, because it's a pillar of our culture, especially a children's culture. And you have to erase the culture to start again with the Marxist uh, utopia. A little politics for you. Ron, tonight, uh, on, it was actually a couple of nights ago on Tucker's show, he asked Newt Gingrich the thinking behind all of the way out there policies coming out of the Biden administration in the House. And Newt says they basically resigned themselves to the likelihood of losing the House in 2022, no matter what they do. So they're trying to railroad as much craziness in as possible now without concern about trying to defend the majority they expect to lose anyway. Hmm. Interesting. You would calculate differently if you thought there was no chance of holding on to the house. Yeah, this is your only shot with go a likely one-term president. Yeah. 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 Sure. I, I, at first I thought, wait, what? But the more I think about it, I think Newt's probably right, and he would know. That seems to be where we are lately, is you become president and you 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 take your big swing right at the beginning, and then that's, that's your one shot. Right. Grab as much as you can get, and then out. Uh, bring you up to speed on what's in the COVID package and a bunch of other stuff. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The Biden administration is now dealing with a second massive cyber attack. This time the suspect is China. And the question is, how will the U.S. retaliate? According to Microsoft, Chinese hackers found a way to hack their email servers and attack Microsoft customers, including defense contractors and infectious disease researchers. The White House says it's assessing how widespread this hack is and how to respond. It comes right on the heels of the SolarWind cyber attack that hacked several U.S. government agencies, including the Pentagon. The White House accused Russia for that one. Yeah. China is asshole. Microsoft has been battling China in this major attack since uh, the weekend when they announced it. I I just had this weird vision for this uh, fantasy of uh, a world where our computers work about a fifth of the time because there's so many hacks and counter hacks going on, so much cyber warfare, you can't even make a cell phone call most, most days. Right. Lights go on and off. I just, uh, I just got animals a... released from the zoo. Electronic locks thrown open on prisons. <laughs> animals re- released from the zoo. You think that's yeah. going to be their first move? <laughs> so you get some axe murderer riding a lion down your street. It could happen. <laughs> and my cell phone doesn't work, so I can't Instagram it. That's just a disappointment. <laughs> exactly. Like I just got a spam text. I've started getting so many spam texts I'd never had before. Now I do. Somebody. You know, Russia, China, North Korea, 400-pounder sitting on his bed. Somebody got my number somehow. Um, then I read an article, I think it was in the Wall Street Journal over the weekend, from some cybersecurity expert about how you need to have a unique password for every site you de- and it need, have, and it needs to be complicated. And I don't do that at all. I have the same mm. password for everything, and it's fairly easy. 
Um, so far in my life, I haven't really paid a price for it. Uh, I don't know. That's what you think. Putin's pawn through your underwear drawer right now while you're at work. <laughs> oh, so something that I think I'm going to finally make the leap into is, uh, I believe they're called password wallets. Yeah. And that right. you have a password for that, and that wallet creates a unique password for everything else that you do. Yeah, if if it works well, that'd be fine. But like a lot of things, you know, I just I'm so skeptical of things working. And then I know my stupid simple password for everything. Um, my password wallet with a something you can't memorize because it's 19 unrelated characters. Right. If it does all of a sudden says password not accepted, then where am I? Yeah, I hate to be uh, rubbing a lot sticks together. Rubbing sticks together to start a fire. That's right. <laughs> Exactly. Dodging the lion riding murderers in your street like it's the caveman days. Exactly. All right. So coming up, uh, who's getting what checks when from the government? Because uh, they're just printing money like wild. What's in the stimulus thingy? More and more details emerging. Up to uh, couples who make 180 grand a year. Now, in some parts of the country, well, everywhere in the country, you're, you know, you're putting food on the table. But some parts of the country, it doesn't make you wealthy. But a lot of the country, you're a couple with a, with, that makes 180 combined. You're high-fiving each other about the success of your lives. Sure. And getting checks from the government. Yep. Yep. It's just buying votes. I mean, it's as simple as that. We are voting ourselves money from the Treasury. Uh, so we have all sorts of newsy stuff, plus the incredible explosion of uh, illegals on the border, on a company, children, what the Biden administration is doing about it. Uh, but this story, I figured I'd, I'd pay it off quickly because I hinted that perhaps Panda Express uh, was a cult. Panda Express is clearly Panda, not a cult. It's, Which cartoon uh, is that from? That's from one of the childhood classics that my kids like so much. And the, It's got to be a modern classic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, the, and the cartoon rabbit is... Um, the little black guy comedian that's so funny. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. <laughs> he's a little rabbit. And that's what he says. Panda, panda. And he's very, very funny. Wow. What's the context? Does he does he see a panda? Is he's he, kind of a superhero rabbit. And he fights people all the time. Okay. And shouts about pandas. Mm. It's charming. Anyway, uh, Panda Express is clearly not a cult, although... The they, Secret uh, Life of uh, Pets? The Secret Life of Pets. Great movie. Ah. Fabulous. But Panda Express's uh, black pepper chicken is unnaturally good and speaks to a pact with the devil, certainly. So this woman is suing Panda Express. She's in uh, Southern California. She was told by her manager if she wanted to get promoted, she had to attend this self-help seminar, this improve yourself seminar put on by Alive Seminars in the L.A. region. And uh, so she goes. At the start, attendees were told to sit down and not talk and were left in isolation for a full hour before a man stormed in yelling in Spanish and berating them for sitting there and doing nothing, which was exactly what they'd been instructed to do. Oh, my gosh. Says the complaint. And this is so you can climb the ladder at Panda Express. Yes, yes. So there you are sitting in a darkened warehouse and a guy storms in in L.A. screaming at you in Spanish. I'd assume something bad was about to happen. Yeah. Something very bad. Well, something bad was about of to course happen, just you not work, the sort of thing. You know. Of course, you work at Panda Express, so you're pretty hardened. You've got kind of like that battlefield cover. <laughs> You've been yeah. through a lot. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So the the man, uh, a live seminars employee, loudly proclaimed that the attendees were nothing. You don't matter, and berated them individually, the suit says. <laughs> the overall effect was that of a particularly nasty drill sergeant. 
Now, Panda Express, A, denies that this happened, and B, says, listen, these seminars, that's an independent company. That's got nothing to do with us. We just had a contract. (laughs) Well, you hired them, so you're on the hook. Oh, yeah, yeah. Seminar participants were prohibited from using their cell phones. There was no clock in the room, and the doors and the windows were all covered with black cloth. (laughs) What are they doing to these people? Oh, stay now tuned. it's time for your Chinese anal swab to see if you got oh, COVID. Yarg. Uh, the complaint alleges, quote, the atmosphere resembled less a self-improvement seminar than a site for the off-books interrogation of terrorist suspects. The sensory isolation and intimidation was reinforced by constant yelling and verbal abuse by seminar staff, creating an atmosphere of fear in the room. Then Dick Cheney came in with a jug and a towel. All of our trainers are former Gitmo guards here at Panda Express. <laughs> Nevertheless, most attendees, including the plaintiff, felt that they had no choice but to remain because they were sent to the seminar by Panda Express and told that their opportunity for promotion would depend on completion of the seminar. You always have to picture, like me, when I was younger, you know, being in a situation where you need that job and uh, and and maybe I don't have a lot of life experience. Either one of those or both of those situations. Because, like, my current me, I would be laughing uproariously at that. And at some point, I'd say, oh, I'm leaving now. You can't leave. Oh, I think I can. Goodbye. I'm pretty sure I can. Watch me leave. Yes. All this to cook teriyaki chicken. Yeah, but it's so good. Uh, So this this gal, as I recall, is 23 years old, to Jack's point. You're absolutely right. But wait, there's more. Yeah, when 23, when I'm 23, I sat through something not this crazy, but I've sat through some things because I needed that job back. Because rent's due in like a week, and I really need this job. So El Generalissimo Loco <laughs> continued to shout at the people <laughs> and told them they were going to do a trust exercise. And and the woman was allegedly forced to strip down to her underwear. Plaintiff, a trust exercise? I don't trust that you're not going to stab us all. <laughs> <laughs> You've blacked out the windows and confiscated our connection to the outside world. <laughs> not a lot of trust going on right now. <laughs> I'm quoting from the complaint. Plaintiff stripped almost naked in front of strangers and coworkers. Was extremely uncomfortable, but pressed on because she knew it was her only chance at a promotion. Oh, my gosh. Meanwhile, alive seminar staffers were openly ogling the women in their state of undress, smiling and laughing. The exercise culminated when the victims and other participants had to stand up to yell about their inner struggles in their underwear until everyone else in the group believed them. The last male participant had some difficulty convincing the others, and as a result, broke down in tears. Plaintiff was told to stand up and go in the middle of the room with a male participant, where they were forced to hug it out, wearing nothing but their underwear. Plaintiff was humiliated, but did as she was told. You can't have a struggle session at a Chinese restaurant. That's too uh, on the nose. <laughs> right, exactly. Chairman Mao's Express. As time went on, the seminar more and more resembled a cult ritual, the complaint alleges. Quote, a live seminar staff proceeded to dim the lights. Plaintiff and the other attendees were instructed to stand up and close their eyes, pretending that a light from above would come down and take all the negative energy out of them. Did they get to put on their pants before they did this? What the hell is going on at Panda Express? Then pretend that a hole opened up in the ground and swallowed the negative energy. While this was all happening, one of the Alive Seminar staff had a cell phone with the light on, recording plaintiff in her state of undress. Oh, recording her. Yeah, okay. If plaintiff wanted to use the restroom, restroom, someone from the Alive Seminar staff would stand outside the restroom door. When another participant ran to the restroom to throw up, a live seminar staff ran after her. Another male participant was given only a small trash can to throw up in and was forced to do it in front of all the other attendees. Why are people puking? 
That's wild. Wow. So everybody needed the job bad enough that nobody raised their hand and said, hey, this is insane. Let's all get out of here. So right around then, the victim made an excuse about a family emergency and left the seminar, as if she needed to make an excuse. The victim went to the seminar hopeful and optimistic about her future with Panda Express, but left three days later, scarred and downtrodden. Soon she quit her job because of emotional distress. That was our original radio name, Scarred and Downtrodden. It was yeah, not a fun was, show. No, it was too negative. Uh, that's that's not a good seminar. <laughs> that's not going to make me dish up the uh, chow mein any faster or more wow. enthusiastically. Wow, how did it go that far off the rails? What does that company normally do? <laughs> I, I don't know. This is Train Somali pirates. I think if there's any corroboration, this stuff is true. Otherwise, this may be a crazy person with a crazy lawyer who mm. just didn't like her job and is suing them and decided to get really fancy with it. But <laughs> I believe every crap. word of it. <laughs> Strip down to your underpants. What? I don't know. No. I mean, this this is obviously over the top, but I've seen some pretty crazy stuff around like corporate training aspects. It's just everybody's just like, what is going on here? <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. hard to say. Yeah, the fortune cookie that day said you'll be stripped and humiliated at work. <laughs> what? Can I have a different cookie? <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Your fortune says you should have gotten a different degree. Oof. Uh, that's rough. Um, we've got some more of what's in this freaking stimulus package. I almost hate to talk about it. I'm a little down over this whole thing. I, I feel like this is a, a major moment for the country. Oh, it is. Of crossing, crossing some sort of line that they'll will never be going back. Um, certainly, the money will be spent. Uh, plus, the interest—it's all borrowed, totaling six trillion dollars that we spent out of this entire thing. By the way, the first four trillion—not just somewhat bipartisan, but like well, I've got the numbers coming up. Eighty, ninety percent of the other party voted for the the first four trillion. The last two trillion, most people have no idea what is in it. It's just being rammed through because it's a wish list for the power, uh, the the party that's currently got the votes. So during the era of Trump, they had bipartisanship coordination. How oh, interesting! And now none. Hmm. That's crazy. I thought he was evil and tearing up the country and all. Huh? More on that on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Joe's going to tell you who gets a check and when you'll get it here in just a segment. A couple of things you know ought to know about the ARP, which we were just looking up to try to figure out what that means. That's the $2 trillion stimulus package, or COVID relief for various people. But it, the official name is the ARP. It's the American Rescue Plan. Is that what you said oh, it I, is? No, I came across American Recovery. Recovery. Okay. Plan whatever Act or something. Nobody yeah, even knows what know. it's called. Democratic wish list is what it should be called. Here's a couple of things you need to know about it. Uh, and Mitch McConnell pointed this out yesterday, lambasting Democrats for advancing such an enormous package on a strict party line vote. He said, in 2020, we passed five historic pandemic rescue packages totaling $4 trillion. That's right. We've already pushed out $4 trillion in the last year. Well, on paper, because much of it hasn't been spent. Much of it has not been spent. Much of it is not needed. Not one of them got fewer than 90 votes in the Senate or 80% of the House. 
Wow. 90 votes in the Senate, 80% of the House. This one's going to be not a single Republican vote. Uh, That's worth knowing. Also, the $1.9 trillion package is going to be signed into law probably this week in a way different world than the world in which it was pitched. In January, when Biden outlined this package and people were saying, yeah, we got to do something, 240,000 new coronavirus cases that day, 4,000 deads. 240 grand, 4,000. Okay. Yesterday, uh, or last Thursday, it was about 39,000. So about a sixth of the cases and less than half of the deads. So we're way, way, way in a different place than when they originally, you know, got everybody's attention for this thing. And the numbers are going down. Right. This thing's almost over. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's, it's completely unrelated. Again, it's the crisis not being uh, let go to waste. I mean, if, if creatures had appeared on the moon sh- sh- pointing a ray gun at Earth, it would be the Moon Defense Act, and it would be $1.9 trillion of the Democrat wish list. If Mount Krakatoa had been spewing ash into the atmosphere, it would be the Mount Krakatoa uh, Relief Act. It's merely an excuse. I get the politics of it, though. Why wouldn't you do it? That's what I would want to do if I cared about if I if this is these are the things I wanted. You know, I'm a guy who wants to spend less money, so it's hard to ram through spending no money and shrinking government when you have power. Right, right. Yep, I hear you. So the payments, uh, the checks that are so popular, the government's just going to make money out of thin air and give it to you. Who could be against that? The payments will begin this month, according to the Biden administration, because the IRS has become pretty adept at sending you checks now. Uh, $1,400 per household member, including adults, children, and adult dependents, such as college students and elderly relatives. Uh, the $1,400 comes on top of the $600 improved in December, uh, 40% of which has not yet been spent, as I understand it. So people will be receiving a total of $2,000 between the two rounds. A married couple with two children will receive up to $5,600. Oh, based on, uh, oh, they're going to direct deposit it. Unless they can't, then they're going to send out paper checks and debit cards. That'll take a little longer. Now, a couple of the interesting fine printy things in this. Individuals with gross income up to $75,000 or heads of household up to 112,500 or married couples with up to 150 will get the full payments. Above that, the payments phase out, but interestingly enough, it's it's up to 75,000. If you make 80,000, you get nothing. Zero. So it phases out like immediately. Wow. And it doesn't matter. If you are in rural New Mexico, in a town where the richest guy in the world makes $75,000, or you're in Manhattan, or San Francisco, or San Diego, it just doesn't matter. And again, uh, married couples up to $160,000. Oh, I'm sorry. 150 will get payments. If it's 160, you get nothing. The government will use the information it has on file from 2020 tax returns to figure out how much money you get. So I I think one of the reasons Republicans or people on the right are losing this battle is you scream and yell about how this shouldn't pass and it's ridiculous like we just did, and then you get into the conversation about checks going out, and people think that that's what you're against. I don't know who should be getting checks or how much. That's not the problem. That's not the main problem with this $2 trillion package. It's all the other social remaking the country around health care and, uh, and, and child credits and all this other stuff. 
the another $130 billion for schools that's absolutely not needed. It's all this other stuff that has most people so worked up. Sure, and I am almost ashamed that I brought up the payments and when they're happening. I just figured people were probably at least a little bit curious. Sure. um, Because that's such a tiny fraction of the legislation. I mean, monetarily and in terms of its impact on society. But that was the uh, sales pitch. And that's what's getting it to pass. That's what people are focusing on. That's why it's got the 75% approval rating that it's got, is the checks going out, not the other 90% of the dollars. Really amazing. Yeah, it's effective politics. It's, you know, absolutely a rape of the children and grandchildren stealing their money with interest, borrowing in a low interest environment and creating a high interest environment in which the money is going to have to be paid back because it will cause inflation, whether it's, oh. you know, some, a little, a lot or, or hyperinflation. We don't know yet because this is unprecedented in the history of mankind. We got to read that Steve Ratner thing again that you did uh, yesterday. We'll have to do that later in the show. I want everybody to hear it. He's a lefty economist. He's on Morning Joe on MSNBC all the time, hated everything Trump did, blah, blah, blah. And he says this is going to lead to inflation. It's a bad idea. It's it, and, and getting out of inflation is really, really, really hard once you get it started. Well, you have to choke it with extremely high interest rates. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy is right. I'm telling you, it's enough to make me want to go to work at Panda Express and get stripped naked. <laughs> yelled at in Spanish. <laughs> just, just, I need a change. I can't keep doing this. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty.